Talk normally. You were talking so quiet before. Uh, I wasn't. I'm just like, I want to make sure I'm You're close enough. You're talking quiet. Right. I'm talking quiet right now. I'm not. <clears throat> also, you I always get progress- You throat. always There's... get louder throughout the show, so try to start there so I can have a good level. Okay. I'll start here. This is how loud I'm going to talk. I want you to talk as loud as you do at the end of a Ravens game. I'm going to talk this volume. No more, no less. Welcome to Basic Cable. I'm your host, Carly. And now, I'm Lucas, and I refuse to play Balderdash. That is such an obscure reference to a show we're not even going to talk about today. That's cool. And you stole my thunder because I wanted to talk about how my migraine has me doing the manifest, like, vision stroke out thing. How did my maniac reference steal your thunder for a totally different show? I was talk Okay, let's start over. No. Welcome to Basic Cable. I'm Lucas. No. I'm going to do the intro from now on. It's not how we do this. Welcome to a brand new episode of Basic Cable. I'm Lucas. You definitely can't just steal the way other people do it. All right. But I'll let you give it a go. Welcome to a brand new episode of Basic Cable. I'm Lucas. I'm Carly, and I either have a very bad migraine or I'm hearing voices and having visions like our favorite characters on Manifest. You don't do a reference and then explain what the reference is to. You just do the reference. And you do your it. references your way. I do them my way. All right. My way's better. My way is equally as good. <laughs> it's equally better. <laughs> it's equally better. Um, yeah, it was fall premiere week, so we're really sticking to the scripted shows on today's episode. Says you, I want to talk about Long Island Medium. Why? don't i just saw michael caputo on cnn so i've got a Teresa caputo thing in my head now so we'll be talking about manifest this is the us this is the us the good place and better call saul but first it's news you can't use time all right my all favorite right. segment yes it's gotten great reviews okay so far and special shout out we had a one of our biggest fans come through the Basic Cable Studios this weekend. Shout out to Jordana. Whatever plane you're on, whatever city you're in, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. You looked at me like you didn't know who Jordana was. No, I, I was going to question whether or not we can categorize her as one of our biggest fans, but then I realized we have so few that anybody who listens could be in the biggest fan category, so I, I stopped. Well, she is. She is. She was one of the early supporters. An early adopter. Thanks, Rodana. So anyway, back to news you can't use. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of good reviews for Jennifer Garner's new HBO show, Camping. That's not news. That's yes, just it is. You. A review literally came out today. Oh, okay. It's TV Line's headline was, Stay indoors and avoid HBO's grading misfire creating misfire it's pretty they gave it a d not great that's tough yeah they say jennifer garner's character is very unlikable in an unwatchable way not kind of a michael scott unbearable but just a truly unbearable unbearable 
and that it just never really gets funny. And that's a bummer because that was one I was kind of excited to Isn't watch. Is Lena Dunham connected to that project? Yeah. Is she in it or is she like an EP? She's an or... EP with Jenny Connor. Okay. It's their last project together. They're no longer working together professionally. Like because they don't like each other? They gave no reason. They just said the our professional path has come to a fork in the road and uh, you know they're not working together anymore like a team. After every conversation that we have, I text my friends and refer to it as a grading misfire. I'm sure if someone left a review of our podcast, they would also call it that. Yeah. One star, grading misfire. We should change the name from basic cable to grading misfire. I don't want to throw off our 30 listeners. They've come to know us as the basic cable broads. That's right. I, that's how I introduce myself. Hello, I'm Lucas. I'm one of the basic cable broads. Yep. Oh. Also, this is news you'll like. Also, that's Mallory Rubin will like it. All right. Ghost is going to be heavily featured in the final season of Game of Thrones. Ghost? Ghost. Ghost. Yes. In a recent interview, Game of Thrones visual effects supervisor Joe Bauer says that Jon Snow's direwolf ghost has a fair amount of screen time. I'm a shaggy dog guy, so I don't really care. Well, shaggy dog's dead. I know. Move on. No, I, I refuse. Move on. Shaggy dog's gone. Protect ghost. I'm a Nymeria guy. Do we think this means ghost is going to die? Mm, yes. That's so sad. But then John's going to warg into Ghost and, or maybe Branwell, and live forever as a ghost boy. Is he Casper? Is it the prequel to Casper, yes, the friendly ghost? It is. It's Bran? Yeah. Okay. Uh, other news you can't use. Mayans MC renewed for season two today. Thank God. I need more gun scorpions. <laughs> Gun owls. Yes. I need lots more white women going into Mexican towns trying to look inconspicuous and absolutely failing at it. Yep. Just putting on a dumb hat and... Yeah, she's like, no one will know who I am. Gets out of her SUV, brand ass new SUV. With armed guards. Yes, in a hat and sunglasses. Platinum blonde hair in the middle of Mexico. With just a hat and sunglasses. I want to know what SPF this woman's using because she lives at the southern border of California and is quite pale. She looks like Saoirse Ronan. (laughs) She does, kind of. No, she looks like the girl from... uh, Search Party, but also Saoirse Ronan because she's very, like, fair-skinned. Saoirse Party Ronan. That was a good one. Oh my God. And finally, uh, the Jeopardy proposal. Did you have a chance to watch? Yes, of course. It was very sweet. It was kind of awkward because he just sort of like set it from his his little well, game he, spot. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't like leave the podium. Do and, we think he had a ring on him? I don't know, but I think I don't think the fiance was particularly surprised because she had like a answer in the form of a question zinger like queued up. Well, let's walk this back. A contestant on Jeopardy during the interview portion with Alex Trebek, um, I guess I prearranged that he was going to propose to his girlfriend who was in the audience. 
I'm pretty sure she wasn't surprised because the camera was already right there and a microphone was in her face, so she knew something was about to happen. Yeah, I know, and she had a little clever quip, too. Well, you know, she at first was like, oh my god, yes. It was very sweet. Yeah, it was very sweet. You know, just another day, another proposal. That's not mine. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yes, we were also at a football game on Friday where a a 21-year-old cheerleader... Was I proposed she was. to. We don't know she's she a was. college cheerleader. At most, she can be twenty-two. Maybe she's like a, a Doogie Hauser, and she was actually like fourteen. You never know. She could even be. better. Makes me feel even better about my life. Keep it up. What's what's the threat there? Every time you mention it, that's another six months. What? Yeah. I've mentioned it like 12 times this weekend. Uh, I know. That's the six it's a years. hashtag on Instagram. <laughs> you got six more hashtag years. Hashtag why hasn't Lucas proposed? Yeah. Let's get it trending. Let's not. <laughs> okay. Our fall TV bonanza. Busy week for us. It's hard to watch a lot of scripted television and Wait, football. Wait, bonanza's back? On TV? Don't do this to me. You know, like TV show Bonanza. Don't do this to me. I'll just go chronologically and how we watched it throughout the week. So we'll start with Manifest. All right. Let me start with the ratings. Per deadline, Manifest, which debuted to a 2.2 rating in the 18 to 49 demo and 10.3 million viewers built on its voice lead in, the first NBC Monday telecast to do so. And then it gained 5.7 million viewers with the plus three-day ratings. So it is the number one new drama of the season. And is we it? predicted it would ad, be a hit. The ads? No, I did. But the ads are saying it's Monday's number one drama. No, it's like the it's got the best ratings of <clears throat> any show right now. It's, it's beating out Big Bang Theory. Oh, man. And Young Sheldon. <laughs> Young Sheldon? How dare you beat out Young Sheldon? So, we predicted this would be a big hit. We did. High five. What are your first impressions of the show? It's okay. I'm going to keep watching. Yeah. I. My fear is that I will probably tap out around episode four. Four? This is a 22-episode season. you got to give it more than four. Uh, nah, no, I don't. <laughs> you must. Okay, I'll give it five. I'm not saying that I will, but they need to really crank up the mystery element. Well, I mean, pilots are boring. They're table setting. They're introducing characters. I know. I'm not being super critical because I did find it relatively enjoyable. But you know I have some issues with it. Would you care to share those issues with the listeners on our podcast about TV shows? No, I'd like to keep them to myself, actually. Thank you very much. No, my issue is that it steers away from the most compelling part of the TV show, which is the plane mystery, and steers directly into what networks their comfort zone, and that's either hospital or cop procedurals. So 90% of the episode was about you know solving some crime that we didn't care about, or doctors arguing with each other in a boardroom about whether or not a patient should be part of a study. I mean, that's that's like literally every hospital drama I've ever seen has that same exact like conference room scene where doctors are yelling, "No, he can't be part of the study. It's gonna, 
He's, he's not within the parameters. Yes, but they're going to circle back to the plane, I think, as we saw at the end of the episode. I know, but after I, I told the you this migraine like, medicine they, commercial. They literally blew up the plane, which is a sort of euphemism for them completely destroying and ignoring the most interesting part of their no, show. I, I definitely think they're going to come back to the mystery well, of the of plane. Of course they will, but they didn't leave any like breadcrumbs or weren't any clues or weren't any sort of weirdness like polar bear type stuff like in Lost. Well, that's because it's different. Lost was all about them being stranded on an island. This is the inverse of that. Like if they all got back, what it's like. I, I understand. I'm not talking specifically about the format of the show, but I think if your show is going to be built around a mystery, you should leave little sort of Easter eggs or clues as to what possibly that meant. Even if it's just but a red But sometimes you don't know an Easter egg is an Easter egg until you're further into the season. Maybe, but it seems super straightforward. I don't think there were any, there was anything that was, you know, particularly up to, for interpretation as far as the scenes went. Well, I mean, it's definitely something happened because now they're hearing voices and they're seeing stuff. They were all drawn there. So even though it wasn't, you know, a visual clue or cue, it still was a thread through the entire thing. I mean, I totally agree. It's got, you know, obviously it's a TV show and it's about a plane that went missing for five and a half years. That wasn't MH370. So it's not in any reality, but it's totally bizarre that the FBI would just be like, all right, you're, you're back. Welcome back. Bye. You're free to go. <laughs> We've interviewed you for an hour and a half. Now go live your life. Case closed. Yeah. I mean, I know they're going to come back to that and it's going to be very suspicious. And, you know, obviously all those people showed up to the hangar and then the plane blew up. There will be some repercussions. But the hearing voices thing was interesting. However, the hearing voices thing was only in service of a boring cop procedural plot. The the hearing voices did in no way... Well, for her, I think more... Maybe... I think it'll be interesting if we start to get to know other characters who are on the plane. Sure. But I'm just saying for the pilot episode, the hearing voices part was interesting, but it, it didn't tie... We didn't get any clue as to how it might relate to the plane crash. And it, it only served as a plot device to get her to solve a crime. I think as we watch and get more clues, we should give a weekly submission of what our theory is about what happened to the plane. I'll let you go first. Failed D.B. Cooper type situation. It was a... Please explain. It was a skyjacking gone wrong. Who skyjacked them? Jesus. Ghost Jesus. I will write that down. A ghost Jesus D- hijacked ghost the ghost plane. Do I have that Jesus right? D.B. Cooper, yes. All right. Ghost Jesus. Yeah. Note that. Ghost Jesus, not like living Jesus. Right, yes. Okay. It's, it's different, so it's important. One has superpowers and one does not. Well, I mean... My theory is that they flew through the Bermuda Triangle, and that works because Jamaica to New York, you kind of do make an arc in the Atlantic, and you could reasonably go through it. Sure. New theory. They flew through the Devil's Triangle. It's a drinking Drinking game. game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Moving, Moving right along. What's our next topic, Carly? This is the Us. All right, my favorite show. 
This is the S, still killing it in the ratings game. Overall, their same day and their plus three ratings still come in a hair below Manifest's. But I think Manifest had the voice lead in and was a new show. So it got a lot of, you know, interested eyeballs. But the voice, uh, mm. but This Is Us had 10.6 same day, 14.6 same day plus three. Maybe NBC will actually win the ratings battle this fall with two mega hits. Maybe. I mean, you're not totally a This Is Us watcher. You watch it with me pretty often. Yeah, but you're not super aware of the plot lines. No, I know all the plot lines. Well, you didn't know who Deja was. It's a huge plot line. Deja is the foster child of Randall and Beth. Oh yeah, I'd never seen her before. She was all last season. Okay, well then I don't watch it that much. (laughs) Let me amend my previous statement. Um, The confrontation. You don't know who Deja is. Oh, so much for I'm going to be so quiet all episode. (laughs) This is the voice level I'm going to talk at. I'm still my Brett Kavanaugh impression. <laughs> you ask me a question, I get wrong, and I scream, you don't know who Deja is. We're leaving that stuff not in this podcast. Right. Um, but just like Manifest, I think This Is Us does mysteries pretty well. They've done a flash forward, which uh, the creator of the show has said sets up the end game for it where we see Randall in the future. His daughter Tess is an adult. She's working in the foster care system. And they're going to see her. Her? Yeah. Her? It's a rest development reference. Oh, I didn't get it. Like every time Michael, George Michael would say something about Anne, Michael would be like, her? Because she was, you know, supposed to be plain. Don't don't leave me hanging here. No, I I remember now. (laughs) A, you know that I cannot remember things that happened yesterday, much less 10 years ago. B, you like that show way more than I do. Good mystery threads kind of planted there. Who do you think her is with our two data points? I think it's Kate. Why? I don't know, because I don't know that much about the show, and I saw that she wasn't in Toby's bed, so I assumed it was her. Good enough for me. Anything other than the mystery that you wanted to talk about from the premiere? It was a pretty good episode, I thought. I mean... I thought it was kind of weird that we didn't see Rebecca at the birthday party for Randall and Kevin. I don't remember that part. When was their birthday party? That's why Kevin came over and that Deja gave him the birthday gift at the end of the episode. I thought it was weird that Rebecca wasn't there. Yeah. I don't know. I I I guess I didn't notice it. I mean, I did not really like the flashback to Rebecca and Jack's first date. I don't find the flashbacks pre-kids to be the strongest part of the show. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to buy actors in their mid to late 30s as teenagers. That that's They're not teenagers. I thought they were supposed to be teenagers. No, or... they met when he was like late 20s because it was after the war. All right, you know I don't understand the timeline of these flashbacks. <laughs> not... I can't be bothered. They were not teenagers. They were... Okay, if they're not teenagers, then he's a, he took her on the worst date of all time. Only a, a 17-year-old would take a, a girl to the carnival, not pay for anything, and still expect to get a smooch at the end. Well, what? he met her at a bar. Also remember that. That's, they started the night at the bar where she was singing. Okay, how'd they end up at a carnival then? 
because it was the only place to go. The continuity error for me that bugged the hell out of me was that it took place the night of a football playoff championship game or whatever. Yeah, it was the Immaculate Reception game. Wouldn't have been wouldn't wouldn't it have been cold as shit in Pittsburgh that night? You'd assume so. I don't remember when in the season the Immaculate Reception was, but I don't. I, don't I think, think it was, it was like an playoff. AFC playoff game. Mm, maybe we'll, we'll find out. Fact check break. Uh, you're right. The Immaculate Reception took place in the AFC Divisional Round, uh, December 23rd, 1972. So, yeah, there would not have been an outdoor carnival in Pittsburgh two days before Christmas. That's L.A. writers. Yeah. It would have been cold as balls yep. in Pittsburgh. She would not have been in that dress with that flimsy little coat. It wouldn't have been raining. It would have been snowing. Yeah, also it was weird because they showed the Immaculate Reception, which I don't believe there was any inclement weather during that game so they show footage of the game and it's clear however during the episode it's pouring rain that's bizarre you're right that is a that's a good play that's a good pick there that is a strange continuity error it's just something i thought about and then on thursday we watched the good place thursday i'm so happy it's back me too it's such a sweet show. I mean, I, I had to get you into it. We had to binge watch season one. Yeah, because I was behind on it. Not because I didn't like it. I just... I... Did it take you a couple episodes to really get into liking it? Maybe, but only because you were so into it and my instinct is to always dislike stuff that you like, so... Why are you <laughs> this way? I, I mean, I can't explain my instinct. Well... The ratings were not good. They got a 3.12 oh, really? million viewers and a one demo. Bummer. So that's not great for NBC, but this is a Critical Darling show. It's only 13 episodes, so it's not a huge commitment that NBC has to make. So I hope they keep making it. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure that... Well, I'm sure the, the creators have maybe a five to six season game plan for this. You think that many? We're already on three. Yeah, I mean, I and they're thinking... back down on Earth, so eventually I think they've got to get back up to the good place. I, I don't think five to six. I think maybe four or five at the very most. Well, we'll see. But I loved the premiere. I loved how it checked in on how everyone, you know, got this second chance at life and basically totally squander it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of concerned that it was leaving the environment of the good place or the bad place and. So it was going to sort of pigeonhole it itself into not being able to be as goofy and surreal as it generally is. But they figured out a way to make Earth just as silly and nonsensical and fantastical as The Good Place. I love checking in on what everyone was doing. I like that Chidi has a new love interest, the actress. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Um, Tahani's Vogue parody, 582 questions. <laughs> I watch a lot of 72 question videos and... It does feel like sometimes it's 582. That would be an unbearable watch. Yes. And everything Jason was doing with his dance crew. So funny. was perfect. I think what The Good Place does better than any show is building on its comedy with the continued jokes about Arizona and Florida and, you know, Michael and Janet's relationship. And it's just so good. You get rewarded for being 
a longtime viewer of it. Yeah. And Michael Malley was there. Yeah, Michael Malley was really funny. He was very neutral, bordering on grumpy. Do, then... do, do, do you have the guts? That was the guts theme song. He was the host. Oh, I know. I loved guts. All yeah. I wanted to do was climb the aggro crag. But my parents never took me to Universal Studios. Sometimes when you're being grumpy, that's what I call you behind your back. The aggro crag. To whom? Myself. <laughs> Just yelling into the pillow. She's bringing her go crazy now! And that's all we want. I mean, between football, Jeopardy, and these new shows, I feel like three isn't a lot to have watched, but... No, we didn't. Yeah, we... We didn't watch Single Parents. Week. We didn't watch I Feel Bad. Those are definitely on our slate to watch. Yeah. Also, I'm going to probably try to crank through Maniac, so... You know, we'll maybe talk about that. Although that's it's tough with the streaming shows because I, I feel I, I can't gauge whether or not people have. have I don't want to spoil it, it for interest anyone. Or ha- yeah, I don't want to spoil it. We watched the first episode. I think I liked it probably better than Carly did. It's been getting sort of mixed reviews. I, I don't quite understand some of the criticism of it. I thought the world building was interesting. So Maniac, I'll probably finish watching. I don't know if we'll talk about it, but if folks are interested, you can tweet at us or email us. And then Better Call Saul. I wanted to discuss this because it's just a show we watch regularly and talk about. What do you think this most recent episode means for the fate of Kim? She's obviously not the Breaking Bad universe, but the most recent episodes up until last week would indicate that eventually she and Jimmy just break up. Yeah, I mean, this but was this week kind of set sets the stage for something probably much worse to happen to Kim. Well, I mean, this was Kim's Breaking Bad episode. I mean, they, you know, the, every character sort of breaks bad in his or her own way, and this was Kim's. So, I mean, it's hard to say. The fact that, Kim, I mean, Kim wasn't mentioned, as far as I can remember, on Breaking Bad at all. So I think the way that they retcon that is for Jimmy, something so horrible to have happened to Kim that Jimmy or Saul like can't bring himself to talk about her anymore so well we didn't see that much of Saul's personal life in Breaking Bad no so I don't think it's believable that she was ever in the Breaking Bad universe just like at their apartment while he was doing everything because he bolted alone and he's gone from his Cinnabon job to his next place alone yeah no I mean I think we can safely assume that in the Breaking Bad Fast forwarded timeline. Kim is not in Saul's life. So okay, is she dead? Yeah. Or? Do you think she's alive or dead? I think she's dead. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a dark show. I mean, and he gets up until this episode. Did you think she was dead, or that eventually she had just been like, "You're a loser. You're no." I always bad. thought that, I need that to leave you. they're going to have to make that decision at some point or another, and it makes. It's cleaner narratively for her to simply not exist at all in the Breaking Bad world. And for her not to exist at all, I would have to assume the cleanest way to do that is for her to be dead. Yeah, I think it's set up something where she's going to get into this con thing with him. And I think she's going to end up getting disbarred and she's going to leave in disgrace and be just so mad at Jimmy. She has to move somewhere and start her life over. Sure, that's possible. I mean, that that would be an interesting sort of parallel, given that he, on multiple occasions, has 
started his, his life completely over. I, I don't, I'm not wedded to the idea that she's definitely dead, but I mean, I that would obviously be an emotional gut punch that, you know, if done well would be you know, devastating. How many episodes left do we have this season? Uh, probably not that many. I mean, what are we at? Like seven or eight at this point? Mm-hmm. So probably only four or five tops. We need to catch up on Insecure. We are like three episodes behind and it's over now. Oh, really? Yeah, it ended last night. Ladies and gentlemen, we've actually had a relatively busy week in regular lives or alcohol lives. <laughs> Remember that? Oh. <laughs> From Barry Cavallari? Yes. I didn't, I wasn't making a reference to an actual event that where I was just doing a Yes, a in callback. real life and in alcohol, alcohol life. life. It's been busy. Yes. So, I mean, we have been watching a lot of TV. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's been a lot of football. Yes. Go Ravens. That's right. Speaking of the immaculate reception in Pittsburgh, uh, they got their asses kicked last night. Justin Tucker stomped all over him That's with right. his four field goals. Purple he did my attack. he did my offense strategy. Just get far enough to kick a field goal. And if you get enough, you can win by 12 points. Hey, Joe had two touchdowns. And then oh. none for the rest of the game after the first eight minutes. Didn't need any more. This isn't a sports podcast. All right. Um, that's all the shows. I mean, we definitely want to talk about our reality shows still, but we might have to start breaking this out into two shorter pods. Ooh, I got a good idea for the name of the... Uh... No, it'll still be Basic Cable. But can it be like Basic Cable colon Reality Bites? Like bite with a Y? Because it's like a little, like a small bite. I am not paying for two separate hosting services. All right. So, no. Okay. It'll just be labeled differently. So pay attention to your episode names, people. Have we decided that we're 100% going to do two different shows? No. But it's just always a good idea to pay attention. You're right. No bits this week. I did not think of one. We'll come fully prepared with bits and insights next week. I think we had good insights this week. That makes one of us. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just kidding. I, I'm being self-deprecating. Great insights. Stop staring at me. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think that's it for this week, then. All right. Thanks for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Basic Cable is hosted and produced by Carly and Lucas. Music, courtesy of bensoundmusic.com. Thank you so much. You can reach us at basiccablepod at gmail.com and basiccablepod on Instagram and on Twitter. Please reach out to us. We love you guys. I'm not doing the Juicy J outro anymore. You're welcome, babe. <laughs>